This is a Federal News Network podcast. Robotic process automation requires robots, in this case, software applications that do things people would rather not. A unit at Hanscom Air Force Base, Massachusetts, is running a challenge competition to come up with bots with the potential to speed up procurement and acquisition. Here with the details, the Enterprise Cloud Services Materiel Leader, Lieutenant Colonel Todd Watson. Lieutenant Colonel Watson, good to have you on. Good morning. Thanks for having me with you. Tell us about this competition. Who are you asking to join and what is it specifically that you're looking to get in? Certainly, yeah. So the competition is open to all Air Force and U.S. Space Force personnel, so military and civilians alike. And we're really just trying to build some awareness and demonstrate what these robotic process automation bots can do in the work center across the the Air Force and, again, Space Force. So trying to encourage folks to get hands-on exposure to the tools and the systems themselves and get them in the hands of airmen out there just so that they can have some exposure, some training, understand the application and how they can be used to automate some of the mundane tasks that go on uh, across the Air Force uh, in new ways and then free them up to focus on other aspects of their job that are more important and uh, require a little more thought. Now, the co-sponsor here is the Command Control Communications Intelligence and Networks Directorate. And are you looking for RPA to apply, as I said in the lead, strictly in the acquisition and procurement area or other areas of Air Force operations? So it's a co-sponsor between, uh, as you said, C3INN, our directorate, as well as the Program Executive Office for Business Enterprise Systems, or PEOBES, as it's often uh, termed under Mr. Rich Aldridge. We're working together collaboratively to host these events and then also to host the technology and get the the licenses dispersed to airmen and, and personnel across the Air Force. But to answer the question, it's not just about the acquisition workforce or in the acquisition processes. It's actually widespread. So it's being applied in a number of different ways, countless ways, in fact, from Air Force Personnel Center using information readiness to temporary job offer processes that the administrative assistant to the secretary of the Air Force, you got, in addition to those acquisition document reviews that you're already kind of talking about here, you've got folks that are updating technical orders on the flight line for iPads. You've got a recent winner of, of one of the first competitions we had, which was the Bouncer Bot, that being used by security forces at gate to look at people's identifications and criminal database records and automating all those processes. It's pulling disparate system information to consolidate and put into monthly activity reports. The list goes on and on, but there are a number of different ways this technology is being used. So the entries could come in from any function, but as a practical matter, who would be sending in the entries? People that, I'm guessing, can code software, correct? Well, that's the neat part about this, is you don't have to be a programmer to be able to do this. It helps to have some programming experience, but this is what they call no-code and low-code type of technology. So you really can be I'm not a programmer myself, in fact, and I could go through uh, some of the trainings involved here and in short order be up and running and utilizing this technology to create my own bot development of sorts and an application to where it automates a process without me ever having known how to really write code. So you, it could be an average person, an average airman or government personnel, whether that's finance, logistics, acquisitions like myself, any walk of life here, any of those functional areas can bring a process to life using this robotics process automation. We're speaking with Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Todd Watson, Enterprise Cloud Services Materiel Leader at Hanscom Air Force Base, Massachusetts. So what form will these entries take? 
what do you get in the mail, so to speak? Right. That's a great question. So they come in as, as recordings. It's consolidated and packaged up as a viewable, almost like you'd watch a YouTube video, right? So you can watch the series of activities. It's a mix of visual representations of what's happening with the automation, plus as, you know, some words and some prose there to explain what's happened to and the problem set that it's trying to solve. So it steps you through the organization that's doing it what they're trying to overcome or what process that they're trying to automate, how they apply the technology, then it demonstrates it visually, and then it demonstrates that. So you can actually view this in about a 20-minute block here and see what each of these submissions is brought to bear. And what are the judging criteria and also who's doing the judging? Well, there's uh, about 10 of us that are doing the judging, of which I'm one, and it's a panel of people that are pretty familiar with the technology as well as a good mix of representation across different functional areas as well. There are about, I would say, right now 20 submissions in the current competition that we're holding. Numeric scoring going across about 11 different criteria. So those vary from concept to design. There's a readiness aspect of it. It looks at capacity, you know, what, how can this thing scale? What can it handle? It looks at the accuracy of the data that it puts out. Uh, there's even a category on joy. So I guess how much joy does it bring to the uh, to the operator, the person that's going to utilize and leverage this bot? Yeah, so for the airmen or the flight jockeys or the drone operators, it kind of gives new meaning to the term joystick. That's right, that's right. <laughs> then what happens to the chosen entries? Sure. Uh, well, so those that are, there'll be a winner out of this, but then there'll also be some that are just going to demonstrate great capability that, you know, while they may not have won the competition, they will go on and endure and, and live uh, to perform tasks in these processes in different ways. Some will maintain a maybe a smaller footprint and be used locally. Some of these will get legs, if you will, and then be deployed and utilized across different bases and organizations throughout the Air Force and Space Force. To demonstrate that, one of the first winners, which was this bouncer bot I talked about a moment ago, right here at a Hanscom Air Force base, now they're looking to deploy that to other locations with high traffic, people coming in and out of those posts, or out of those bases, to ease the burden on personnel there. And um, so so whether you win or you don't, that doesn't determine whether you can continue on. There'll be plenty of opportunities for some of these applications to live on into the future and have application, uh, whether they win the competition or they don't. So they'll have bragging rights if they win. And we certainly highlight that. But I, we've already seen goodness in some of the earlier challenge applicants that are these entries that did not necessarily win that are getting utilized elsewhere. And we have a new round starting March 15th. That's correct. Yes, yeah, a new round starting up, and uh, we're still taking entries for that as we speak. And is there any prize to the winning entries? I know this is the government, but... <laughs> yeah, there's no cash prize. I, again, I think it comes down to mostly bragging rights, and you're, uh, you're held up as a shining example of how you can innovate utilizing these tools here in the Air Force, and it can be done by you know folks right here in your own shop. I guess at one time you could hand out a carton of Chesterfields, but that's long in the past, too. And let me ask you this. These applications, <laughs> do they require an ATO, an authority to operate, or do they come in at a lower level than systems of record might in the Air Force? That's accurate, So, uh, and that they come in at the lower level. So the technology itself is already has an authority to operate, if you will. And so any bot development that happens underneath that, if you've got the license of which 
you know, my organization uh, has made a substantial purchase of those licenses on behalf of the Air Force and the Space Force as we're disseminating those licenses now. If you've got a license to use uh, for a bot or a developer license, you're able to utilize it because the technology itself already comes in, this commercial technology with that ATO. So that's already been established and individual bot developers do not need to worry about ATOing their bots. Are there specific vendors and there are no-code, low-code products that are part of this, or can any tool set be used as long as it's licensed already to the Air Force? Well, so we right now, there are several different uh, vendors or uh, commercial options for this. Um, Right now, we're utilizing one in particular, but that will expand over time. We've got access to others, and as that becomes more prevalent or those opportunities are there, then others can develop using that the varied technologies that are out there. But they can't just go grab any uh, technology for this particular competition because, again, it's what the government has on hand, what we've purchased and made available to our airmen for the purposes of this. But we try to remain diplomatic and keep opening up the opportunities for competition you know, for industry as well, so uh, to be fair partners. And uh, so I've, I envision this along the way, opening up to see uh, uh, plenty of other vendors in this space. Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Todd Watson is Enterprise Cloud Services Material Leader at Hanscom Air Force Base, Massachusetts. Thanks so much for joining me. It's my pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. What will it take to conserve 10 billion acres of ocean, 1.6 billion acres of land, and over 600,000 miles of river? What will it take to protect and restore natural habitats in over 70 countries around the world and in all 50 states here at home? What will it take? You. Together, we will make it happen. It's in our nature. See how your gift can help at nature.org. The Nature Conservancy. Protecting nature. Preserving life. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.